Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody and I'm going to be doing a Q&A today. So I asked you all on Instagram what advice you wanted to hear and I received some great questions. So thank you all so much for your submissions. I really appreciate it. And also make sure to follow Study Break on Instagram if you haven't already. It's at the Study Break Podcast and there you'll find trailers before episodes come out as well as having the chance to be able to be featured in a future Q&A. So our first topic is going to be about mental health. So at Bella Wu and at Cassie MJ, they actually both asked about mental health and more specifically about stress and body images. So first of all, with this problem, I feel like tackling stress first. Um, There's just so many different kinds of stress. There's so many different kinds of stresses. Like you have academic stresses, you have stress about your future, stress for others you love, and just there's just so many different forms of stress. It's hard to cover all of that, but I'll do my best today. Um, So first of all, let's talk about academic stresses. The stress you get before taking an exam, from your grades, from your GPA, anything related to that area. So with that, first of all, the background of stress. It's, it's mostly because we set expectations for ourselves or maybe other people set expectations for you. But it's just always that expectation there. It gives teenagers pressure to either get into like a very good college which requires good academic skills or just because you place those amongst yourself and in a way society has said like grades are like the only thing that matters which like isn't really that true but also like kind of true at the same time it's a complex topic but definitely that like pressure that we all have to have good grades it's there and it's why we have that stress in the first place so to handle this stress for me personally I take that stress and I turn it into motivation instead so that's like kind of the optimist in me that turns like the negative situations into like a more positive outlook and so I feel like that's been really helpful for me because like especially when I'm stressed in a situation like oh no, um, I'm taking a math exam tomorrow and, you know, I haven't, I haven't really been studying and now I'm regretting everything and it's just everything's hitting you the night before you take your exam and it's just, it gets really hectic. Like, you just start thinking about so many things, you start overthinking and I feel like that's really the point where you have to determine how you're going to react to it. Either you're going to give up then or you can move on and push through it so if you choose the escaping route right you you continue to not study for it then like what are you gonna get out of it it's just you might you may or may not fail the next exam but like overall I don't think it's rewarding to yourself because you just gave up you didn't try but even though you're in like a high stress situation academically And you push through it, you continue to study, you push hard, you work for it, you take the exam the next day and you get a good grade, then obviously that's going to feel so much more rewarding than you just not caring about anything and then getting whatever grade you get. And 
maybe you studied for a test and you still got a bad grade. Like, yes, that's very unfortunate. And yeah, sometimes life is unfair. I feel like instead of downing yourself on that, making your grades define who you are, make sure like whatever you're doing, it's rewarding to you. Like that's the most important thing. You should be doing things because you feel happy from it. And I know that sounds really cheesy and cliche, but it's just true. Like, it's kind of how life is. Like, you have to do whatever you want. Otherwise, you won't be happy. Like, obviously, there's some things that are inevitable. But ultimately, with school, right, you should be trying for yourself and not because other people tell you to or because society says so. Like, instead, maybe you can turn that into, like, a more positive outlook and tell yourself, Yes, other people are telling me to do this, but why are they telling me to do this? Oh, it's because there's like a higher chance of getting into the profession I want to do or just like anything like that, turning negative situations around into a more positive outlook. It'll definitely be more beneficial than just sitting in your chair and just like overthinking the whole night. And like the more you overthink it, the less you'll get done and ultimately time will run out and you're you're just gonna go to sleep (laughs) so definitely make sure that doesn't happen like I also feel like for me at least because I'm such an overthinker too whenever I overthink I just do other things to distract myself I have to I have to like accept it I feel like for me at least I'm speaking behalf of myself whenever I handle stress I just work out or I just like kind of sit in my chair and stare at the wall and just really reflect on everything and really think for a moment like I mean I guess that's like kind of like meditating not really you can try meditating I'm personally someone who gets distracted kind of easily so meditation is not what I do but you can definitely try that out But yeah, I sometimes just sit in my chair and then like stare at the wall just to clear my mind and just really focus on what I need to get done and more specifically why I'm getting it done. I feel like that really motivates you because instead of saying like you need to do it, tell yourself this is what you want to do. You're you're answering the question why you want to do something because you have an answer to that and that's ultimately like your goals in life so I feel like that can be like a motivation but I know there are just some stresses and just some days that are just horrible and funny thing is I literally had like a horrible day like two days before I'm recording this so I was supposed to take an AP exam and I couldn't take the AP exam so I had to take a makeup one now and that sucked a lot but then afterwards I actually forgot to turn in a huge assignment that was due for English class and it's like for 200 points in the essay category which is like the biggest category there is for English and yeah that day was just horrible for me and I was doing really bad and like I didn't really feel like talking to anyone about it but after like ranting to my friends and just like handling the situation facing the fact that yes I'm gonna have to take a makeup AP exam and yes I didn't submit my research paper 
but ultimately I just faced it right I just accepted that fact and I requested for a makeup exam through college board and I also emailed my English teacher and told him about it and just like it's just like you have to handle these emotions and I know obviously it doesn't make sense to just say to fix sadness just be happy right like that's not very effective but what I'm trying to say is like sometimes like especially with academic stresses make sure to just focus on the why and motivate yourself for it like don't be afraid to take breaks like everyone needs breaks right don't feel guilty for taking breaks I feel like a lot of teenagers feel guilty for taking a break for looking at their phone and just like a voice in their head telling them like oh I shouldn't be doing this I should be doing my homework instead but I just really want to look at my phone right things like that and honestly it's okay if you relax and take a break to look at your phone but don't do it so that it completely changes your life and ruins it because you don't get anything done that would be an issue but just occasionally taking a break, like, that's healthy for you. That's what you're supposed to be doing. If you don't take any breaks at all, then that's actually kind of concerning. And you should probably start taking some breaks and scheduling breaks into um, your working time, right? Like, we all need breaks. We're humans. We can't work 24-7s because we're not robots. And I feel like that's a very important thing to know. Um, so, yeah, that's my take on academic stresses so another stress I thought about was like stressing about the future the majority of my listeners are teenagers or young adults and I know we're all just so young and we're all worried about what's to come right like 2020 has already been a hectic year and who knows what will happen in the future like just that idea is scary you don't know what the future holds, right? Like, we're not scared of the past because we know what happened and we just accepted the fact that we can't change anything from the past. But with the future, right, it's like you feel like you have some sort of control over it. And yes, that is true. You have control over your own life. I'm mostly talking about doing whatever you can now. So again, speaking on my own experience... For me, whenever I think about the future, I I'm I'm immediately start thinking, oh, um, what's going to happen in college? Like, if, if I'll go to a good college or um, maybe, like, my dating life. Like, you know, you, you just have, like, all these, like, random thoughts. What's going to happen to the world? I feel like that's very scary right now because of, like, all the situations we're in. Just everything like that, it's, it gets kind of crazy sometimes, and... Honestly, what we can do now is do the most we can to prevent whatever troubles we're scared of in the future. So, for example, if I really want to get into a specific college, then what I would do is to make sure I do good academically, right? And um, maybe with my extracurriculars, too. And that's something that I can do now in order to change the future. If I give up now or just like don't care about anything now then maybe in the future I'll have 
a tiny chance of getting into the college I want, especially if the college is like top tier college or just a competitive college in general. And there's just some things that we can't control. Obviously, we can control our own lives, but with things like your career and schoolwork, like ultimately that's on luck and just like obviously you can manifest it but there's definitely some aspects of luck to it because even though you're an outstanding student maybe the college still doesn't want you just because they don't want you right maybe like the admissions officer just doesn't vibe with you and you know that's horrible like I'm so sorry to hear that, but yeah, it sometimes those things just happen and it sucks. So some things you can do to prevent that stress is to prevent stressing about the future. I feel like, first of all, taking your mind off of the future. Not all the time because definitely thinking ahead is very important, but just don't overthink situations. And I know like... I shouldn't be saying like just just don't do it right because that'd be a horrible advice (laughs) but make sure you understand the situations you're thinking about and truly see through it reflect on what you're overthinking about so for example recently I've been thinking a lot about the pandemic and you know with everything going on it's it's horrifying it's horrifying what's happening and with all the reactions from the world and I mean especially in America there's just so many different reactions to it right and honestly the only thing right now I can't I don't have that power to make huge decisions like what the government has it's hard to change the future because like right now unless there's someone famous and with money and everything like that. It's really hard to be powerful and make a dramatic change. But just because you're not powerful enough to make a huge change doesn't mean you're not powerful at all. Sometimes people say one person doesn't make an impact, but in reality, one person does make an impact and overall it adds up. Like everything adds up and I feel like most importantly, it's just you have to be reliable. You have to be self-reliable. Like, you have to make sure you're doing whatever you want to do to prevent whatever you don't want happening in the future. And that's on everything in life, whether it's regarding social problems currently, academically, or just in, in any aspects. Just make sure you know what your motives are, what you want to prevent, and definitely grow as an individual. But, like, that's, like, the mindset of stress. Regarding, like, physical things you can do to get rid of stress, I feel like definitely self-care days, um, those are awesome. Later on, I'm actually going to go more in-depth about self-care. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, So next, moving on with body images. Okay, so body images and teenagers. It's extremely hard 
because we grew up with social media and you know you always see people who are so pretty so handsome on there and you know you just feel like oh I don't look like that so I'm not validated as someone who's pretty or even sexy like it's very difficult scrolling through Instagram and TikTok and whatever social media app you have and seeing all these gorgeous people and realizing like oh I don't look like that it's it's a sad reality like it sucks how social media really affects you in that way because you start comparing yourself to all these people first of all you're not alone like body images I feel like most all people struggle with it like even the prettiest celebrity you know right like they're probably facing problems with their body image too and the thing is like models actually I know most models they're usually really self-conscious because growing up they're always told you're pretty and they always felt like they're expected to look pretty 24-7 and you know it's just everyone has different problems with body images with body images first of all just again understanding that everyone has different body types and just I mean you can obviously do like a lot of exercises eating healthy and eating clean and maybe like work on that and attain your dream body but ultimately it's your body shouldn't really define who you are yeah I know in the media it's like if you're good looking then you'll succeed and like that mindset alone it's super damaging to teenagers and just and anyone actually it's it's a horrible thought no matter how you look like it it shouldn't really define your success yeah even if you're a model or an actor it shouldn't just be how you look that defines who you are and I feel like something really important like obviously everyone in the world wants to be known as oh so you're like that really pretty girl right or oh you're that really handsome boy and just like those titles but realistically saying everyone looks different because we're supposed to be unique if you look like Kendall Jenner good for you right but if you don't that's okay who said you have to look like a celebrity or a model in order to be justified as pretty like if you look on google you will find a lot of different articles that say we actually perceive ourselves as someone who is less attractive than what other people view us as we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves it's important to understand that you should not be defined by how you look is first of all you can't really control how you look but you can control how you act and everything about your personality and honestly like if people only talk to you and are friends with you because you're good looking I don't know what that says about your friendship but that's a little suspicious to me also 
just being attractive like the word attractive definition of being attractive is just being someone who attracts people and who says that has to be physically right like maybe you have a bubbly personality and that will be really attractive like personality can show from your face like that will change your whole outlook and persona just like little things like that that you can control I feel like that will make you so much more attractive than just being naturally born pretty and also everyone is naturally born pretty like I feel like it's just what you're used to seeing in the media and with like celebrities and everything so you have like a mindset of like a a perfect beautiful person but in reality we're all we're all gorgeous and be confident that's so important like confidence is so much more attractive than someone who's insecure about their bodies if you had to choose who to be friends with would you rather be friends with someone who's just constantly hiding in the corner and just like finding their own business not wanting to talk to anyone or would you rather be friends with someone who's always acting really bubbly and just really cheerful and giving off good vibes and just feeling really confident about themselves like who would you rather be friends with most likely the the bubbly person right like that's just how we psychologically react it's just we find people who give off that good vibe right like that's who we think are attractive it's not always all about the look it's also about personality and that's extremely important Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. on to another topic so at underscore eula mercedes they ask how to handle problems that someone has bottled up Ooh, okay so hmm, this is definitely like it, it's a very tough situation to be in because like especially if you know the person like if they're your friend and they like don't want to share something can definitely be hard to like just see someone you love struggle I feel like first of all if you ask them and they really don't want to talk about it give them personal space like and like if you feel like they're really struggling I feel like in like the most like severe situations definitely contact like a professional counselor and talk to them about the situation and if if it's something really severe like just contact an adult and someone who has like a a professional license like maybe a therapist tell them what's going on and how you can handle the situation professionally like obviously I'm not a licensed therapist I can't really say anything about this except get the right amount of help Um, and if someone needs to maybe you can give them 
the suicide hotline number. Like, these are all different options you can choose to do. Um, but otherwise, if it's just something that it's not as severe and they just don't feel like talking about it, like, I feel like just give them personal space and that's the most important thing. And if someone tells you, I don't want to talk about it, but, like, constantly brings it up, but again says they don't want to talk about it and just keeps on like throwing hints like they want to talk about it but ultimately ends up not talking about it like I feel like I've definitely been in a few of those situations before and it's just someone who wants to talk about it but maybe they're afraid that you might not respond like how they want you to respond with maybe they know like it's a topic you don't really want to talk about or maybe it's just like a topic that they don't they don't feel like sharing, right? Like, they just, like, realize that maybe they should take it back. And honestly, it's just their choice. You can ask them, like, why don't you want to talk about it? If it's nothing severe, again, making sure nothing severe here. Otherwise, contact a professional counselor. Um, but if it's nothing severe and they just keep on going back and forth, like, throwing hints that they want to talk about it, just listen, you know, listen to whatever problems they're having and make sure whenever someone is talking to you especially since like they're at a vulnerable state make sure you don't interrupt someone and throw them your advice or ideas immediately they're being vulnerable and sharing their problems so you should be a good listener too um so yeah that's important i like this question this is yeah, this is this is a good question. Um, so moving along. Okay, so this is this is the self care during quarantine question that I wanted to address. An anonymous user asked this, and um, first of all, I'd like to say that quarantine is really tough, and with everything happening in the world right now, it's it's definitely a hectic time and being mentally stable I feel like it's becoming more and more difficult since we're all like in isolation and just you know this is not naturally how humans are supposed to be so definitely know that it's okay to feel not okay during this situation and even just like in general in life like it's okay that sometimes you feel down or like um, you have a diagnosed mental illness, like, that's okay, and it's just, you should seek treatment, and making sure that you become healthy again, and that you become more mentally stable, and so with self-care, at least, I feel like that can be a lot more beneficial, especially when handling stress, for real, self-care it's just a chef's kiss like honestly self-care is so necessary in humans life like literally in anybody's life it's so necessary and like right now in our um in our society and in our environment we're always just told to keep on working and working and keep on growing and blah 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 but sometimes you're supposed to you're supposed to okay this is like you need to relax and take a chill pill. Like, you need, you need this relaxation time for yourself. 
And so, some of my best self-care tips are definitely, like, some of the more cliche cheesy ones. Do a face mask. Have a spa day. Listen to music. Dance. Go exercise. Bake. Cook. Clean. That, that's a pretty interesting one. The cleaning sometimes helps. Ooh, maybe if you're into creative writing, you can do some more of that. Um, any of your hobbies, um, watching Netflix, watching any of like your favorite movies or TV shows, YouTube, social media, just anything in general that just relaxes your mind a little bit more. Like obviously, don't go onto the negative side of social media. Like I know sometimes it's just negativity and just more reminders of sad things in life but I know on social media you can put settings on or specifically search up memes to make yourself laugh um for me right now I've been binge watching tv shows and specifically like comedic ones so I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine um, my friend Ria, who was on the first episode, actually recommended me that show, and we've been talking about it nonstop. It's such a good show with Andy Samberg. Um, I've also been watching a lot of The Goldbergs. Awesome show again. The show just got renewed for season eight, um, and so that's awesome. I can't wait to watch it, and yeah, YouTube, some channels I'd suggest are... Again, like what I said in the first episode, Smosh. It's just hilarious, and it just puts you in such a good mood. Um, I've also been watching Danny Gonzalez, Drew Gooden, and the Try Guys. They're just so funny, and, you know, watching their content, it just, you, like, forget about what's happening in real life for a split second, and... You know, it, it just, it's just a feel-good moment. I don't know if this is, like, a weird thing that I do, but sometimes I search up, like, night routines and morning routines and just watch other vloggers film their, like, routines. Like, I don't know why, but, like, for me, that's just, it's just so calming to me. I just think, like, whatever they do is just so relaxing, and usually the way they film it, too, with, like, that background cafe music it's just so relaxing and I don't know it's just something about that it just makes you feel more motivated but also relaxed like I don't know it's a it's a weird paradox but it works <laughs> I'm gonna sound like a crazy person but hey if you if you also think night routines and morning routines are satisfying let me know comment on Instagram or Leave a voice message on Anchor telling me that I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are definitely some good self-care tips. And oh, okay, so this one, I, I really wanted to talk about this. But basically, another thing for self-care is to set yourself some challenges. Like, I know that's like the opposite of what self-care is supposed to be about. Like, relaxation, because the word challenges always sounds like so intense. But... I'm talking about, like, 30-day workout challenge. It doesn't even have to be a challenge, just, like, a goal for yourself. Um, but, like, telling yourself, like, 
what goals you want to achieve. Like, I remember for 2020, one of my goals was to sleep eight hours a night and like just keeping track of everything. And just it's like you put your mind off of pressures and stresses that other people give you. But when you set a goal for yourself and you do it, it just feels so different. Setting goals for yourself, like, especially just, like, short-term goals, it's just so rewarding at the end because you're like, wow, I actually completed this. And just trackers, too, like, habit trackers, maybe, like, water tracker, tracking how much water you drink, mood trackers, those, like, even though sometimes you don't get the outcome that you want, like, it's just so satisfying to know you actually used it for, like, a month, a week, a day, like, just, like, being able to track everything down is just so helpful. Um, also, writing in a journal, it's difficult for me because sometimes I just get lazy and, like, instead of writing it out or talking it out, I just hold it, whatever problems I have in my head and you know eventually you'll feel overwhelmed by it but one time I remember I felt really stressed and overwhelmed by everything that's happening so I just wrote it down and the next thing you know like after I finished writing that last sentence like I just felt so good and like obviously I'm not saying writing will cure all your problems I'm just saying like it's a good alternative and a good thing to do for self-care. Just writing down your feelings, it will definitely help, um, especially if you don't feel like sharing it with other people. Um, just writing it out will help you relieve whatever you're feeling. And yeah, that's on self-care. During quarantine, um, notice I didn't mention going outside or anything. So yeah, those are just like self-care things you can do at home. Which is pretty cool because you can do this during quarantine or if you're out of quarantine you can also do it out of quarantine we're not going to talk politics here <laughs> okay so our next question comes from at not underscore eloquent they ask how to stop half assignments because your grade depends on it okay so um i feel like i kind of addressed this earlier with the stress like Maybe this isn't a stressful situation, but I feel like the reaction to it should be the same where you really motivate yourself to just complete it. And especially because you're saying like your grade depends on it. I feel like most importantly, just knowing that why you want to do it for the grade, like why do you want a good grade in the first place? Um, that will help motivate you. Also, just telling yourself there's only like a few days a few more weeks left of school so like honestly push through these last few days and then next thing you'll know time flies by too fast and you're gonna be done with school and you will have summer break where you can do whatever you want well okay not whatever limited things but you guys get what I'm saying <laughs> but yeah that's I feel like that was like a short and sweet answer but definitely just motivate yourself Motivation is, I feel like, the only solution to stop BSing your assignments because whenever you feel motivated, you'll actually do things, you'll actually complete assignments and doing it 
because you want to will just make you feel so much better. Moving on to another topic, we're going to be talking about study abroad now. Fun. Okay, so at E. Meredith, I hope that's how you pronounce it, um, but they asked about study abroad, more specifically the application process, how to afford it, what programs there are, what is it like living with a host family, and is it worth it? Juicy questions. Okay, so... <laughs> First of all, with the application process, so just a note, um, I'm only going to be speaking on behalf of the organization I went with, so this is strictly my experience with the company or organization that I went with. Um, different companies slash organizations will have different processes and different programs and just a whole different experience, and yeah, so I'm just going to speak behalf of my own experience. So for my application process, um, first of all, the regular application, which is no scholarship and just like if you paid full tuition, um, that one was pretty simple because you just fill out your basic information and answer like three sh short answer questions. Um, so like one of the questions is like list five words that describe you and the other one was like, um, write in two sentences why you want to do this program something like that and it was just like really short answers I think the maximum was like two sentences actually um, and then the other application that I had to fill out was um, the scholarship application because I couldn't afford it if I didn't get a scholarship so um, I filled out the scholarship application which consisted of Again, basic information, like your name, your grade, everything like that. Um, I remember you had to submit your report card. Um, you had to submit three essays. So the essays are kind of like, it was kind of like a college application, not going to lie. It's like they ask you, like, what was an example of you overcoming a challenge? And how did it make you grow as a person? And, like, another essay topic was, like, why do you want to do this program? Um, so questions like that for the essay and then the last thing I remember I had to submit was a letter of recommendation yeah that's all I remember for the scholarship application though it wasn't that bad at least for me I just I just kind of got it done and I just waited for the response like I didn't really think I was gonna get in so I just like really didn't have that mindset of like feeling extremely anticipated for it um, but I remember when I got that email and um, I saw, like, congratulations, and they said, like, my scholarship value, I was like, wow, <laughs> this is this is actually happening. Like, like, I'm going to study abroad as a freshman in high school. Like, that's that's so strange. And, you know, like, I feel like at that moment it was kind of like a realization that, like, I've been viewing myself so poorly. Um, like, I, I just didn't think I could get in. But I did, and, you know, I feel really proud of myself during that moment. <laughs> and then, yeah, I feel like it was super rewarding to find out what programs there are. Okay, so 
With the organization that I went with, there are three different categories. So the first one is language and culture programs, which are four weeks long. And basically, you study languages and cultures. <laughs> um, pretty self-explanatory. There are seven different languages. Arabic, French, German, Spanish, Mandarin. Um, what am I missing? I'm missing two other languages, but... There's, de there's seven different languages and different countries you can go to to study those languages and cultures. Um, but, like, it's kind of self-explanatory. So, like, when you're studying French, you go to France. And when you're studying German, you go to Germany. Um, but, yeah, that, so that's an option. That's four weeks long. And um, there are two other categories. So, yeah, so those are three weeks long. And basically, one of the categories is uh, global discovery, which is like, um, I remember there's one program called K-pop immersion, which is in South Korea. And then one that's um, where you learn about theater in London. And one, it's like, there's like other ones that's like global entrepreneurship. And there's one like in Berlin, Germany, and... Um, in other areas, and uh, I'm sorry, in other countries. So yeah, it's just a very different places, and you can go explore them. Um, the last category is is like service and leadership, but basically there's like three core causes you want to tackle. So one of them is, um, I think like children's rights, and then the other one is. Um, the environment and like lastly it's like I forgot but it's things like that and some locations there are um there's South Africa Ghana and just like really cool places you can go to and I feel like studying abroad there's just so many different programs and I'm only speaking behalf of my organization and there's already so many programs with this organization like I can't imagine how many programs there are in total of all of the high school study abroad trips. I'm reminding you, I'm only talking about high school study abroad experiences. There's a ton more for a college study abroad and gap year studying abroad. Like, there's just so many options. So definitely look into that. Like, make sure you do something that you're going to you're excited about and that you're passionate about because I feel like that would just add a whole nother layer to your experience. Um, so your next question about living with the host family. Yeah, so because I went on a language and culture program, I had to live with a host family. And basically a host family is like, you're living with strangers. <laughs> like, you don't know who they are. I mean, obviously before you, you get their contact information and like you text for a little bit. But it's kind of like if you have like an online friend that you're like acquaintances with but like you're not really friends yet like and then like you live in their house for a month like that's that's how it feels like it was very strange at first I had trouble just being myself for the first week like I feel like usually at home when I whenever I come home I just get comfortable and I just like relax and everything but Living with the host family, I felt so obligated to maintain, like, manners and just, like, be super polite and offer to wash dishes and just, like, be such a good guest. It was so stressful <laughs> the first week. 
But afterwards, like, honestly, most importantly, talk with your host family and just keep talking with them, communicate with them, learn about their stories, tell them your story and just really build that connection. And then you'll feel so much more comfortable because I remember in the second week, I felt so much more comfortable compared to the first week. Like I would talk to them. I would I would joke with them. And then like essentially they would be like my second family like it's just that sort of interaction and like over the courses of the few weeks like it just got better and better and better so definitely like I feel like host families like the sound of it might be scary because you're living with strangers (laughs) but hopefully whatever organization you go with at least with my organization they do like thorough background checks and make sure like they're good people and that they will feed you and everything like they do that beforehand just to make sure like ensure the safety and health of all of their students but you should definitely research more about it if you're like scared about it and just yeah it's it's completely reasonable to be scared of it like at first I was like low-key questioning if I should do it because I have to live with the host family but I'm really glad I decided to stick with it because my host family turned out to be so nice and all of my friends host families were so nice too we would all get fed so much like they just keep giving us food and more food and more food like it's crazy you're never hungry for a night and the food is also delicious so yeah it's it's really awesome and they take you to places and they really they leave a super good impression for you of the country and yeah I feel like they're just so welcoming and they introduce you to more native people so you get to learn more about the culture which is like essentially what it's about studying abroad because you're studying you have to make sure you understand that balance between classes and exploring and finally, is it worth it? Um, just kidding. I don't even have to think about it. Yes. It was so, so great. Like, I've mentioned this so many times. Like, I kind of feel bad for all my friends who, like, had a year about me talking about studying abroad. Wait, first of all, just to clarify, like, I'm not bragging about me being able to study abroad because I worked hard for it and also... I got scholarship money from it, which is the only reason why I could go. But yeah, it's such a good experience. I highly encourage everyone to at least like apply for a scholarship and just like their whole application. It will be such a good experience, especially if you're someone who wants to meet new people, wants to learn more about new cultures. Like, this is definitely the experience for you. Um, But yeah, I hope that answers your questions thoroughly. Oh, okay, so this kind of ties in with the last one. So, at BennyLam.B, he asks, how do you save money? This kind of ties in with the previous study about question, like, how do you afford it and everything. And honestly, saving money as a teenager... I understand we're teenagers, we want to have fun and just have a good time, right? But 
in reality, I feel like realistically, it's always important to save money. Like, you never know what can happen. And also, you just want to save up because maybe in the future you're buying a car or a house or renting an apartment. Like, just things like that. It's, it's a lot. And like, the earlier you start, the earlier you can get that. So. I feel like if you're if you get allowance and if you have a job, start splitting up your money by percentages. So like for example, if you work part time, and um, in California the part time minimum wage is like fifteen dollars I think, and if you work like twenty hours a week, then you get three hundred dollars your first week, and with that right you can take your weekly income. Your weekly salary and divide that up. So, like fifty percent of that, you can spend on food, on hanging out with your friends, recreational activities, anything like that. And then thirty percent you can put into your savings account. And then the twenty percent you can save it as emergency funds, maybe retirement. I know it sounds crazy, but. My personal finance class, I learned that you should save for retirement as early as possible. But okay, anyways, or maybe if you want, you can even invest it, if that's an option for you. Um, yeah. So there's just so many different types of way you can split up your money like that by percentages. However you want to use your money, it's honestly up to you because you're the one responsible for it. So definitely also. Have that willpower. Like you have to make sure you're responsible with your money, and make sure you will do what you said to do. So you said you wanted to save money. You have to make sure you save money, and don't give up. Like just, I know it's hard sometimes scrolling on the internet and seeing like a really cool thing that you want. Like maybe it's a it's a jacket that you really want, but it's super expensive, and you're contemplating on whether to spend that money that you just had, or save it, right? So it's like it's that decision you had to make, and yeah, it's it's just up to you, and your goals with what you want to do with your money, like whether you want to start saving so that you can buy a car or a house, like everything like that, and also paying for college, like paying for college is. <laughs> It, college is so expensive now, so if you can start saving for that, that will be cool. And applying to scholarships, that's also a good idea. So yeah, I hope that answers how to save money. So now we're gonna be moving on to our final question. Okay, so this is by an anonymous user, and they said, "I have a really nice crush, but I honestly think I'm still going to be in the friend zone." My friends think he likes me, but I think I would still be in the friend zone. Okay, so this person has a crush on a boy, and their friends think that he likes her. He okay, hold on. I need to like reread this. Okay, so this person thinks they're gonna be in the friend zone, but all of her friends say that he likes her. So first of all. With being friend zone and like crushes and everything, like I feel like it's important to know that no matter what happens, it's ultimately you come clean about your crush or you just don't say it forever. And 
like most likely you're gonna say it i mean obviously i don't know but if you choose to say it and let him know and further your relationship like that day has to come sometime right like um it's sooner or later um so that's the first thing to keep in mind um second of all with crushes and just like confessing your crush it's it can definitely be nerve-wracking because you don't know if they're gonna like you back or if you're just gonna get full-on rejected like it yeah it, it will suck so much if your crush just immediately rejects you but honestly you also have to realize like it's okay if you cry and like let your feelings out and feel sad it's okay if you feel sad about it because it's a it's a sad situation right like so it's important to know that whatever happens like you should always move on from it because it's okay to let someone go most importantly you're saying that you feel like you will be friend zoned by this person even though all your friends thinks that he likes you from what you're telling me you're scared that you're going to be friend zoned and you don't want to confess your feelings because you're scared to be friend zoned first of all being friend zoned it's not as bad as being like fully rejected because sometimes when you're fully rejected you won't ever talk again but like if you're friend zoned you can at least talk to them that's like a optimist point of view um but also like like if your friends thinks he likes you too then i feel like sometimes you know like what i said earlier we have like this like terrible perception of ourselves and you know it just it lowers our self-esteem and it degrades who we think we are but like who knows maybe he does like you right like maybe he's asking the same question he might be like oh does she like me too like you you never know right it's it's a very complicated thing and the only way to solve that is by asking them do you like me or confessing your feelings for them whatever way um but yeah that's with this situation i feel like it's just i mean i definitely understand the feeling of like being scared to be friend zoned but yeah i feel like you have to ask yourself is it worth the risk you should ask yourself is it worth it like sometimes you don't want to change anything within the friendship sometimes you just you don't want them to like never talk to you again once you confess their feelings like it's a very complicated situation and the only thing you can do about it is by asking him like as simple as it sounds and as difficult as it sounds like it's the only thing you can do like unless you somehow read his mind and know 100% that he's also into you make sure you know what your motives are and whether you want to progress in this relationship or not if you think about it if you confess your feelings and he says yes like you guys will have a relationship or at least be exclusive if that person truly makes you happy and you know you you can see yourself having a 
like being in a relationship with him and everything then yeah go for it i hope everything works out for you though me and all the rest of the listeners will be cheering you on but yeah um that's gonna conclude our episode i had a blast answering all of your questions today yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it um i hope my answers were good enough and actually answered your questions <laughs> if you want to listen to more q a's or if you have special requests for the podcast just let me know you can slide into the podcast's instagram instagram dms or you can just leave it in the comment section on instagram and if you didn't know already you can actually leave voice messages if you go on anchor.fm slash study break podcast and there you can leave voice messages and also have a chance to be featured in the podcast with that make sure to tune into your favorite podcast app follow study break and listen to a new episode every tuesday thank you all so much for listening have a good day bye guys Thank you.